it's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. I get the keys ready to come in and you know, the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk Melon Bolly. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider-Man number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the road like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, all games radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum. Coming to you live and direct from all games studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You're the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Is there a way to switch to something else other than Skype? Uh, I guess we can explore that question in just a moment. <laughs> also, by a really long cord. I, I don't I don't even know when you say switch something other than Skype you mean like don't use Skype anymore use something else yeah this thing's pissing me off oh okay yeah I guess I guess we can look into that I'm sure there's other options but you know let's make sure that we get our intrepid cub reporter I'm sorry our intrepid senior reporter our our resident Dark Knight detective. The individual that is, in fact, next line for the cow, he's Oz. Have you asked the CIA to double-check your lines? Right. Make sure they're working right? <laughs> As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Sometimes I find out I'm a binge drinker. I didn't know that about myself. Welcome oh, I could tell you that. Forum. Say what? I could have told you that. Oh, I wish I wish I had known. I wouldn't have changed anything. I just like to be in the know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Jay. He's not going to be with us tonight, unfortunately. So who had the intervention and why wasn't I invited? Oh, there was no intervention. I, I just I, I listened to too much NPR. And you weren't invited because you'd bring the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I would have invited him. 
I'd be like, man, everyone's getting together, man. It's a party, Mo. Say, I'll sneak you out of there. Mo's like, dead end road, brother. Dead end road. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, I was listening to NPR, and apparently, like, the, like, people are becoming more aware of the actual definition of binge drinking, which, trust me, when, when I tell this to you, you all are going to sa- say, like, this sounds ridiculous. Because this sounded ridiculous to me, too. Um, binge drinking is when, I think, I think if I'm remembering it correctly, I think it's, if you're a woman, I think it's two to three drinks within a two-hour period. And if you're a man, I think it's, like, three to four. Or like four to five drinks in like a two hour period. Oh yeah, but that's just for pussies, right? But that's okay. I I see I see what you mean. Yeah, it's for it's yeah, for the mortals. Is that just people that listen to NPR? I I listen it's to NPR. I'm one of those people. But no, oh, it's oh. like the it's the like I guess the what is it? You know the not World Health, but like one of those you know. What's the yeah. federal organization that the same people stuff? that let you eat um, meats filled with nitrates? <laughs> Ain't that the oh, truth? Oh, that's the who? The who? Yeah, the yeah, the World Health organization? organization or the American the American Cancer Society says you shouldn't eat bologna, but yet you know it's two for five at Ralph's. Right. Yeah, and you know, so I just I I was listening and and I heard that and I was like, wow, that's wait, how many drinks for a dude? Like four. it was something small, man. It's like four drinks, like in a two-hour period. Yeah. That means you go out for a six-hour period. That's twelve drinks. I have four drinks before you guys call. I l- listen. This is what I'm saying. Like I'm like I don't. It doesn't. It's not hard for me to mess around and take down four drinks in an hour. Let alone over two. I feel they like I'm behind. Mean, they must be for like kids, right? Now they do say they they did make the caveat that it's when it becomes a pattern, right? But but well, is is daily a pattern? Yeah, I more as a routine. <laughs> but well, but, and that's the thing. The the leading the leading doctors or leading doctor rather says routine is good for the body. <laughs> Dr. That's, Oz has said that. No, Dr. Oh, well, I, I don't know about Dr. Oz. I, I go by Dr. Agus. Dr. Well, Oz, Oz is only a TV doctor. <laughs> I'm not saying that he didn't like get a medical degree because I'm sure he did, but he's a TV doctor. I remember when Dr. Oz used to prescribe me weed. <laughs> Are you talking about Oscar? <laughs> no, Dr. Oz. Oh. Like the Dr. Oz? Yeah, he had a place on Melrose. Really? A holistic that's medicine. You know that's how you know he's a real doctor. That's he was hilarious. part of the, the tender caregiver collective. I love it. Um, Before we go much further, just want to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Uh, call him. You heard the number. It came on earlier. Also, we want to make sure we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and, of course, you all, the All Games community. For allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Um, also, too, if you want to get down with us, you can hit us on Skype for now, because I guess Mo's changing that. 
uh, Fantastic Forum on Skype. Hit the green button. Uh, you will be the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Uh, also, we have a call-in number. What's our call-in number, Mo? 323-250-0720. That's what I'm talking about. Also, um, if you, you want to leave get... us a message, too. Yes, that, that can happen. Um, also, if you want to go ahead and jump into chat, we have chat for you. Uh, www.allgames.com uh, slash chat or chat.allgames.com or allgames.com and hit the live slash chat button. You'll pick a nickname. You'll jump into chat. We'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, such as T- Tiger Claw, who says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? It looks like the Teen Titans go to the movies. Could be the most anticipated DC movie this year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that like that. <laughs> uh, I should. I don't know. I don't know how. I feel. I feel bad for DC if that's the truth. Well, but, you know they already shot themselves in the foot. Well, I mean they 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 have a new guy though. That's what. That's the shot to the foot. That's the the new guy's the shot to the foot. Yeah, like they could have gone with Whedon. How could they no, have gone they with Whedon? Did Whedon want to do that? They they look, could. Too, too many people hate Whedon. Money. It's How not do about people look, hate people Whedon and love, love Snyder. That's crazy. Uh oh, you still there? Yeah, it's all about the product, you know. Like he 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 turned, you know. Uh, he polished say, that turd. Some would say he did it. Who are those? Some. I don't know. There's a whole petition. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. There's also a petition to end like you know what? childhood Superman's, slavery in China. Superman's face says so. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not his. That, Boy, that's the thing. Superman's if, face. If, is he could avoid, if he could have avoided it, that he would have. If the the story was on point. Exactly. I think he could have. Mm. Nah, the story wasn't on point. We know the well, story. Let's was see on the point. Snyder cut. And, and there is no out. Snyder cut. Listen, Look, there's just a story that there is. There was That's bullshit. There was the the protest happened this past Saturday outside of Warner Brothers. Did Did you guys see uh, any of the footage or any of the the turnout for it? I heard there was good people on both sides. It's many sides. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you, all all of Zack Snyder's fans showed up for this joint. All of them. It was like all, all thirty of them. It was like thirty-five people. Thirty-five, maybe I, even. 40. My only question about this new guy is: Does he have children, and are they depressed? Oh, all I need to dude, know, dude. Come, come on, man. Jeez. Hopefully, it's a, it's a legitimate question. Wow. I tell you, look. I oh, wow, that's so rough, man. Nah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a fact of life, Larry. I guess. Oh, man. So, so, the new... You know what happened was Zack Snyder's daughter came of age where she could watch Sucker Punch. <laughs> so, she was saying his movie's that bad that that's what happened? Yeah. That's, a, that's not right either. It's not right. I, I didn't make Sucker Punch. You you're dumb. I I just want you to know. Uh, so yeah the 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 producer the new producer. For the record, I like Sucker Punch. 
the 45 I, minutes I watched before I fell asleep. I, I actually like Sucker Punch, too. I like the three minutes I watched before I jerked off and fell asleep. Oh, jeez. See? You I get... was just going to say fell asleep, but I had to specify. Otherwise, I sound like I just repeating Mo. See, look, I'm telling you, mess around, lose your little cushy bush button pushing job talking like that these days. Nah, I'm a union man now. <laughs> oh, look. They, they can't get rid of me. Okay. Okay. There it is. So the, the new uh, executive is Walter Hamada. <laughs> and he's known for The Conjuring, Sorority and Annabelle boys. franchises. Huh? Sorority Boys. Uh, so did he really do Sorority Boys? Yeah. Oh, is this a singer situation? What does no, that it, mean? It's about a, a oh. movie about guys that become sorority girls. And it has, it actually has, who doesn't have it? It has, <laughs> it's funny because it has the, it has two dudes that are like handsome. So when they look like girls, they look halfway decent. Girls, you know, passable. Not really passable, but they don't look ugly. Okay. And then the other guy is, I, I believe it's Harlan Williams, the comedian. That's... And no, he's not black. He's, his name sounds like a black dude, but he's not. I, Har- Harlan Williams doesn't necessarily sound like a black guy to me. No? No. No. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I still think so. But he's the guy He's the guy from Dumb and Dumber that drank the piss. Ugh. So he he dresses like a woman. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, so it was a funny movie. I don't want to trust that guy. I, I you know I love the Conjuring, the Conjuring and Annabelle actually have a good shared universe going on that they're expanding. I think they're at the almost. I think they got they're gonna hit their ninth movie in the next coming year. Mm-hmm. So that's done well, but I don't. I wouldn't even give him that credit. Like I think that's all James Wan. You know, the really? Saw guys and Jason Bloom. Yeah. So if they tell me that Jason Wan is going to be overlooking that or or Jason Bloom, I mean, I don't think they can afford Jason Bloom at this point. I read a couple places that said that he's like, this guy's known for, for taking tiny budgets and making good, like, high return movies. Yeah, but, I mean, that's because... You're dealing with the conjuring. The whole shit's shot in the basement. You don't think you can shoot Justice League two in a basement? I mean, do you want to see Justice League in the basement? Depends on whose basement it is. Is it Dark Side's basement? I want a watchtower in space. Can it be the basement of the watchtower? Larry, you're not even funny. I'm just asking the the hard-hitting questions. Trying to figure out how a space station would have a basement. Every place can have a basement. It's just on the bottom. Right? Or does that have to be no, in the ground? There's no up or bottom in space. No, no. Like, you like you still orient to the Earth, right? No. Everybody Bro, knows in space, no one can hear you scream, and there's no up and down. Unless you think the Earth is flat. I mean, down down is towards the Earth. I mean, but who's to say what is down? Because technically, the universe could be what we perceive as upside down. We just don't know it. So when you're in space, yeah, maybe I don't know. And then technically, for them to have like a little bit of gravity inside, 
the watchtower, it would have to be like rotating. No, they 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 don't. They have a. Uh... Like things that make gravity in the in the watchtower. Not with Walter Hamada overseeing it. <laughs> Wait, what? He's low budget. It well, the gravity machine's in the basement. Uh, it pulls all... everybody down towards the basement. <laughs> right. It, like all you got to do is say they're there. You don't have to show them. Who's gonna doubt Batman? Batman's like is, is Ben Affleck. Any, Batman. We're using anti gravity, and everybody's like, "Oh, Batman's just using anti gravity." Which, if they had any gravity, wouldn't, you know, somebody say, hey, why don't we share this technology with people? With people? You can't share with people. I'm sorry, any gravity would make them float. We're using, we're using artificial gravity. That's different. Okay, so basically what, you're, what I get from what you're saying, Larry, about what you heard of Walter Hamada, if that is his real name... <laughs> It does sound like I, an alias. I agree. I think it's it's CB Sabolski getting a second job. <laughs> oh, he's it, double dipping. He's hitting both sides. Wait, this fool like Hamada's not a real person. It's it's CB. No, it's probably somebody Asianing up their name, but you know it's really like you know David Geffen or somebody trying to break into the superhero genre. It's Whedon. I would make it's Whedon. Whedon. <laughs> We wouldn't use a made-up name. He would if he didn't want to get blamed for it again. No, all his made-up names are like Victorian, like British names. Are they really? Like what? Well, like Doctor Horrible or whatever. Oh, got you. But um, yeah, I think Warner Brothers doesn't need to worry about low budget and cranking out. You know, they're doing the Marvel thing, and we've seen how those turn out. I mean, they're all like for the most part. I mean, I'm pretty sure Black Panther's gonna be even cookie cutter. Like they're all cookie cutter origin stories, the solo movies, and now they're all following more of the Guardians ish moving forward. Wait, Mo, my, wait a minute now, Mo. Like, are you saying that you didn't like like Captain America or Iron Man? Yeah, but that was before the cookie cutter. How how is that? That's the the first cookie. No, Iron Man was. That, that's what I'm saying. It's the first cookie. Right. So that that's good. But then when I watch the same exact story with Doctor Strange, but Iron Man and Doctor Strange aren't the same story. They pretty much are, dude. Th- that's like as Captain like, America I, look, like, and Doctor Strange the same story. Last week, we established last week that you you not you cannot. Go against the mouse. It's not about. Look, listen. I can care less about the mouse. It's a dude that's an asshole, but he's funny enough to be charming. Has an injury, and then out of that injury comes this great new purpose. Wait, what? That's which one am I describing right there? What? What? What, dude? The the only the only what movie am I describing? That's Doctor Strange. And Iron Man won. No, dude, I, it's not. Out of this injury, he has a great new purpose. It's like he does get hurt, but they all get hurt. Okay, I'm saying you play them side by side. It'll probably play like the same. And don't get me wrong, I love Doctor Strange. I know you do. But it'll probably play, you know, the same shit will happen on the screen at the same time. Maybe even the same explosions. Tony, Tony Stark does kind of define himself by his injury for a while. In fact, the whole third movie, 
was him getting over that. Look, I'm not even get, I'm not even I'm not even going towards the trilogy. I'm talking about the first movie. That's the cookie cutter that set everything else up, man. And that's all we're seeing. But like, I'm agreeing with you. But here's the thing though. It's not even like like Doctor Strange is about a guy who is obsessed with his injury. Tony Stark doesn't even know he's injured until after he wakes up. And he's not like Oh, I have to use this to be different. He's like, this fool's trapped in Look, a cave. He's he's being held hostage. He's trying to Larry, get out. Larry, if you're making arrabbiata sauce or marinara sauce, it's still tomatoes. Well, I mean, I'm not saying superhero stories don't have a similar root. No, no, I'm saying the I'm saying Marvel superhero stories. Well, hey, you could right right now, like it's not even about like what the actual content is, man. It's about what happens at the minute mark. Like it's they're all becoming predictable. See, but th- that's and where it, I'm it, agree- disagreeing. And with I'm you. Not, look, I'm not even look. Okay, disagree. Like we already know what your cred- credibility is well, towards Disney. But it's not about my like, credibility. You love, it's about you, love you, you say something, but you can't back thing. that up with any facts. Like Thor. Captain America and Iron Man, the first ones, don't follow the exact same kind of storyline, nor does Doctor Strange. I would even bet that Black Panther is not going to do it that way either. Guardians is definitely something unto itself, and we all know, you know, how I feel about that. But it's just it. like I don't. They're origin stories. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, and I I know that that's a complaint a lot of people make. I personally don't have a problem with an origin story to start as long as it's good. I don't think it's always necessary. Like you don't need it for Spider-Man when you've made like six of them in the past, you know, however many years, but especially if you're just going to give them an AI suit. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Like, I like homecoming isn't an origin story though. Right. I mean, it kind of is, is it? Yeah, because it's this different Spider-Man that we're used to seeing, and then it's still like, I mean, he still has the 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 sweat, the the you know the wrestling suit, quote unquote. Yeah, and but that's because he took the other he, suit, he's right? Taking, he's taking baby steps by. Yeah, don't get. I don't want to think it's about a, it's homecoming a right now. Yeah, I don't want to think about homecoming. Okay, like that's homecoming fair. is like the new fifty-two for <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, and, and you know what? I can agree with you on that. You're right. It is like a new 52 for Spider-Man. And I can understand as big of a fan as you are why that would not be yeah. fun for you. I, like, Just like I, I can I, I can enjoy it, it but right. I, I don't that that's that's a whole other issue, man. Right. No, no, I, I, I hear you. The point the point I'm making is that Marvel tries to do shit on the cheap. They initially that's that was their whole deal. That's why they, they had issues with I mean they had issues with the score on Avengers too for that. Right. You know? So, uh, they still manage to do stuff by the skin of their teeth, I guess. Warner Brothers hasn't had to do anything by the skin of their teeth in, I don't think, ever. Like, they have, like, an Illuminati name, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. So, it's like, if they were called Sterling Brothers, then I'd be like, man, these guys, they shit money. Yeah. But and then bringing in some dude that's probably gonna think outside the box to make these movies happen, I don't think they're gonna give him the 
the latitude, I guess, if I could use that word here, I just learned it this morning, <laughs> um, to really just do, you know, I don't know what his pedigree is for handling comic movies, you know? It doesn't and, sound like he has one. Right. So th- that alone is a red flag. And then on top of that, it's like, we all know Warner Brothers, you know, they're not the best of letting creative people go creative. Yeah. I mean, at this point, and, and I guess this is kind of what, I, what I'm wondering is at this point, does Warner Brothers feel like they have something to lose? And might they finally kind of give someone the creative latitude to actually actually allow them to kind of make the movies they feel like they need to make? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they this is the time they hire a yes man to do whatever they put. Because they probably... You know, they probably thought, oh, cool, we got Joss Whedon. Let's tell him what to do. And then Joss Whedon's like, well, no, no, I got to make this movie good. <laughs> but, you know? <laughs> Joss Whedon was like, no, I can't do what you say. I got to make like, it's gotta I be wanna good. I want to talk to him candidly and ask him what were his hardships in doing that. Because it really came like he just came in and just erased everything. And I don't know if Warner Brothers was happy with him doing that. Or I don't know, like. The numbers are solid, you know? Right. Um, I don't know the critical reaction. A lot of people say the movie was shit, but I don't, you know. I personally don't think it was shit. I think it was more like vomit, but that good vomit after you eat really good sushi so it tastes good on the way up. I I don't know. No. (laughs) But the point I'm making is, like, you know, he did... He did what he could with that. Right. And he worked hard, and, and maybe they're listening to more of a, the quote-unquote fan reaction, like the petitioning and, and all this for the Snyder Cut. But, you know, I'd be interested to see a Snyder Cut more in, like, I'm interested in seeing, like, that old Fantastic Four movie. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I like, if if it existed... I would watch it because right. I think I think the the differences would be really interesting to see, but I don't I I don't believe it exists. Like I you know, man, it's not Sasquatch. It's there. I don't think it's there. It's I, not there. I think if it was there, Joss Whedon would have probably used more of it. Well, if there was wow. a Snyder cut, they would have released that. Right, exactly. That's, you know, like they wouldn't they even would've need, need Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon. You know, because they don't need Snyder to finish visual effects. Right. They needed somebody. They needed a director to make a movie. Right. I think they just wanted a name to make the money. <laughs> why? Why they was had, Snyder not the name all of a sudden? Look, uh, if people love BVS, they love Man of Steel. Like, why would they need another name for Justice League? That, if anything, like they would, if they would have paid Joss Whedon under the table and not give him any credit, but give him enough money so that he wouldn't need any credit. Like maybe put him as like consultant, produce executive consultant or something, and not say it was his cut. Like the same people that liked the movie would have liked it, and then the people that supposedly don't like it now, 
would have loved it. <laughs> That's interesting. You know what I mean? Tiger Claw's in chat. He says, you can say the same about every Marvel movie or every other Marvel superhero. Peter Parker gets injured from a genetically engineered spider. After that, it gives him a purpose. A spider bites an injury, so that should count too. Look, Tiger Claw, I love you. I didn't get to get you a Christmas present for all you do for the show. But with all due respect, Tiger Claw, go fuck your grandmother's corpse. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Wow. Listen, he's trying to help you. He's trying to he's help not, you. No, he's not helping me. No, he's not. He's showing. He's really showing how, how crazy your point sounds, Mo. No. He's actually... <laughs> crazy. He's, he's actually uh, showing why Homecoming did what it did. Spider-Man's purpose doesn't come from his injury. It comes that. from the tragedy of Uncle Ben. He doesn't even get injured in regards to like I mean a spider bite's not fun, but come on now. Nobody's be like, man. It's not a life altering injury. It's like unless you get right. bit he, by did, like he a, didn't know a the injury recluse. did anything till he woke up the next day. Yeah. According to Sam Riley. That's not how it happened in Amazing Fantasy, but <laughs> But yeah. I digest. Tiger Claw also says that none of the Marvel scores are that memorable outside of Avengers. Even like, that's they, not that memorable. He's well, saying, now they got LeVar Le Burton. But he's comparing them to like classic superhero themes. So he, he's basically comparing it to Burton's Batman and... To Elfman? Right, exactly, right. Well, the, well that's the and, point. The Avengers was Elfman. And, but, uh, right, and it's great. But it's like, and the classic Superman theme. But here's the thing. If you if you can remember what the Avengers theme sounds like right now, that means it's an amazing piece of music. Well, it, you can remember it just because they play it in every movie, every Avengers movie. Well, but but no, that's not enough because we get bombarded with so much media that anything that sticks out in your mind is winning. It's like when you're talking about the Tim Burton Batman theme, which is an amazing theme. I'm not taking anything away from it, but it didn't have nearly as much competition as far as, like, your attention when that came out. It's, like, literally the end of the 80s, and what else were you going to be listening to? Plus, the cartoon had such a similar sound to it. A lot of times you play both of them side by side. There's people that can't tell which one's which. Are you talking about the Batman animated series? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, when, no, when, that, that is true. There's, when uh, they they play it for like a few seconds when they intro Batman in, in Justice League, and I saw people saying both, "Oh, it was great. They had the original Batman score, and oh, it's great to use the animated series scores." And I'm just sitting there like, "Well, there you go." Well, yeah, I think part of what they were trying to do this might have been in the Snyder cut. Um, I know it was in the in the in this Joss Whedon cut. It's they refer that this Ben Affleck Batman is the old Michael Keaton. Like Michael Keaton got old. He's not. He's not. Um, Do they say that? They, well, they reference exploding penguins ah. in the, uh, from Batman Returns, and then when he shows up, they play the the Danny Elfman theme from the movie, the first movie. Right. So. 
that I think they were trying to go with that, but they didn't, you know. I, I think it it really doesn't matter at this point, you know. It's probably better if they don't connect it to anything else because they're going to have to reboot it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. I don't like that's another good question. Like I wonder what this guy's thought process is going to be cuz it wasn't there did we do a story last week about um did we do the story about them, like about how uh, they were like two DC movies kind of just disappeared? Right. I don't know if we even did that story, but we didn't do it. But that that happens. Yeah, Which where ones? they're just like, we're not sure if those movies are happening or not. The the Deadshot solo movie's gone. Is oh, that, that wasn't gonna happen. That was not. I could have told you that. That's that was. No, or Deadshot or is Deadshot? Yeah. It's not Deathstroke. He's supposed to be in like the Batman movie. Why, yeah. why would Deadshot not happen if it's Will Smith? It's just, it's not, no, it wouldn't work. Oh, okay. It's just, I, I can't think of why why you would need a solo Deadshot movie. Oh, and it was Lobo, too. Yeah. Now, Lobo, Lobo's a little different. That one... I could, you could definitely make that a solo movie. Well, well, yeah. I mean, the the thing, uh, the it, the thing about Lobo is like, you know, everybody's over here sucking Deadpool's cock, saying he's the greatest R-rated hero ever. And I mean, Lobo's been around since 1979. Yeah, he's all pretty now. That's hilarious. But I, you know what though, I feel like... like Ryan Reynolds could play new Lobo. <laughs> he could. <laughs> But I feel like Deadpool's a bit more contemporary than Lobo. Like Lobo feels like the old like R-rated hero. Or hey, nobody says Deadpool's the greatest contemporary R-rated hero. Well, there's I'm, no but, caveats when they say that. We don't. I'm not saying that they they're saying that, but Lobo doesn't enter into the conversation because nobody is really checking for Lobo right now. Well, you know, DC neutered him. I mean, again, again, shooting themselves in the feet. Hey, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a fan base, definitely, because there are people that at least know him from the animated series from from like Justice League. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's like Lo- Lobo's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that his like the the best parts of Lobo are more reminiscent of like the late 90s, early 2000s. It's too much male toxicity going on. Uh, I wouldn't go that saying? far, but I think there are people that would would go that far, definitely. Did I say, did I say it right? I don't know the buzzwords these days. Uh, yeah. What is it? To- toxic, toxic masculinity. Yeah, that. Yeah. I definitely think... Yeah, and, you know, Deadpool... Larry's got a case of that. I have a I have a case of toxic masculinity. No, masculine toxicity. Oh. Or maybe, who knows? <laughs> it's like I caught it from binge drinking. <laughs> so But yeah, man. It's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I hope I hope this guy can turn the ship around. Cause I hope he can. I well, hope he why? failed. Miserably. Why would you wish failure upon them? Because I think it's a bad decision to get him. I would have gotten somebody else. Okay. Like he, he's a horror guy, so maybe just a bleak dark, but not the whole... 
Well, no, that's, it, it, you know, it, he's not even a horror guy. He's never written anything. He just doles out money for it. Well, he's, he's the producer. Right. That's his, his job. That like, means his job is makes... to, to fund and bring, and bring talent together. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean that's a that's a, a, a important job, right? No, it can be. <laughs> okay, you... I, I think you know. Look, I'm more concerned about what more Warner Brothers is going to let the creative side do. You know, I don't think he's a dude with much leverage in telling. Okay, you got me to do this. Let me do this. I think Joss Whedon was, and that's why we got what we got, you know? But I don't think Larry Hamada, I'm sorry, Walter Hamada. I was like, Larry? <laughs> Larry Hamada was my uh, guidance counselor in high school. Oh, got it. Um, I don't think Walter Hamada could do that. You know what I mean? No, I mean. If they would have gotten Jason Bloom, then it'd be a little bit different. Well, but here's the know? thing. Hamada might be able to get Bloom. No, 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 no. Bloom to coordinate everything. I don't want. I don't want Bloom touching any comic book movie. I hate all the movies that Bloom does. So then, so why, why you want him involved at all then? Because he has proven to get the talent together. He revived M Night Shyamalan's career. With, with He's what? the one that got. He's the one that took the dudes from Saw and said, okay, you guys do Annabelle. Do... Walter Hamada just signs a check. But Jason Bloom is the dude that, that... It's his studios that Walter Hamada was in association with. You know, like, it's what... I hate the Paranormal Activity movies. Okay. You know what I mean? Jason Bloom did those. Okay. And what did he do with all that money that he made on those shitty-ass movies is actually put out good horror movies. Talking about Chernobyl Diaries, Insidious, uh-huh. Conjuring, the Annabelle like universe. So, so you don't um, feel like Hamada had it? any the, the visit, fucking split, yeah. So you don't feel like he had any kind of uh, guidance in that process. All he did was write checks, did. or I, sign checks. I would have heard his name in my. Let's see. Hold on, let me do this math. Maybe he's humble too. Nah. Nah. He's like, no one's humble anymore. <laughs> Look, if he's humble, then Warner's is just going to walk all over him. Okay. Well, hey, I, I, I guess we'll have to see how it all turns out because Lord knows. I, I don't know. I mean, can it get worse? Yeah. Yeah? Man. That would I'm just happy that the the Globo movie got canceled under this whole thing. Like what what would be worse than like what we saw with Batman v Superman? What's worse than that? I mean Jonah Hex? I mean, we already had the worst Jonah Hex movie that we could have gotten, right? Yeah, but we could he could do that to The Flash. A Flash movie that's as bad as that last Jonah Hex? Or the next Justice League movie. Man, I don't... That would be... Like, wild. We're living in Trump's America, Larry. Like, That's true. It, you know if what? we had told you, you know, there's a chance 
that the Justice League movie would be bad ten years ago, you would have been like, "There's no way You're right. Justice League movie with all those heroes could turn out halfway decent, halfway good." Hey, you know, like You're it has to be right. good. You know, I agree. Trump ruined the Justice League movie. You're right. You're right. No, it's not even him. Me I too. think he's a symptom of the whole disease. He's a symptom of the whole disease. Earth. <laughs> yeah, I think when they fired the Hydron Collider a couple years back, like we slipped into the Negaverse. <laughs> Look, it's you're so laughing, funny. but I, I'm I'm preaching. No, so somebody else said that to me this past weekend. I was like, Look, damn it, it might be true, dude. It's like it like, would make more at sense. That happened since he won. It would make more sense that we don't we're not in the same reality we were in like two years ago. That would make more dude. sense. I'm trying to figure out how to get back there. We all went to sleep at the same time, despite time zones. And look, I think there in, in that lost hour that year, there might be a way to get back. In the leap year? Yeah. <laughs> they that's a good story, Mo. You should write that down. Gospel. Damn it. Look, we'll find at the end of the story we find out it was actually Oz that brought us here. <laughs> no, Joe. Joe? <laughs> it's like when he wanted when he wanted Guardians, that's the that's cost. It. That was it. Hey, I'm getting everything I wanted, so I'm staying. <laughs> Look. Bye. You about to you about to get deported. <laughs> Turns out they don't care if you're a citizen or not anymore. It's rough. My brother's girlfriend went back to Mexico for something. And she's like, he's like, good luck getting back. Did she make it? She hasn't come back. Oh damn! Because <laughs> uh, I mean, she's on. She's here with a visa. See, so <laughs> they I don't might know not get what, let her back in. What was so important? She had to roll those dice. Was it a child? Like what? What's no, she had to go get a divorce in Mexico? Yeah. Why does that even matter? Does it, you just said she's married to your brother. She's not, though. He's still married to somebody else. Oh, jeez. That is a story right there, too. Man. Oh, yeah. You need to start writing. Uh, you know, after... Larry, have you read Royal City yet? Uh, I'm in the middle of it. I, have, I don't know how you have the will to not finish it in one sitting. It, it, look, it's really just things come up it's not even like like i agree with you i oh, i would be reading it but stuff happens so like i tried you know i didn't want to read seven because then i'm gonna read eight you know and today i realized that nine had just come out so i just read i'm like okay now i can read seven because if i feel the jones and i can get it next week you know and right. still have some right and i read through it in like 20 minutes nah. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you. Okay. Um, speaking of comics, we should talk about Jughead, The Hunger. Mo, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the people what Jughead, The Hunger is. All right. So ever since, you know, talk about creative people on D.C., so they got rid of uh, Alex Segura over at DC. They put him as editor-in-chief at Archie. And ever since he's been there, man, they got rid of Sonic. But 
they started doing all this shit with Archie. They had the Archie regular series, but updated. Then they had the more like serious one. We got Riverdale on TV now. We got Sabrina on Netflix now. We got this whole side of the Archie Riverdale verse. That's all horror. Yeah. And it's it's all you know. It kind of contemporized everything because I I think I don't think there's any Archie books being printed or published rather because I don't know how many they're being printed, but <laughs> with the old school art. Yeah, I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like it used to be like that art was like part of its whole charm. I agree. And I can see where that art is still the template, but it, it, it changes, you know, it, right. it's, it's more contemporized. Yeah. It's become stylized. And it, it, it's really like, it's really cool for someone that they used to buy the digest in the supermarket and like as a kid reading those and as an adult going back and seeing something that kind of grew with me, it's kind of cool. But the hunger is one of those things. I guess they were trying it out. They did a one shot and it was called Jughead the Hunger. It's with Jughead. It's a horror comic, kind of, with Jughead as the main character and he's a werewolf. And he doesn't know he's a werewolf. But, you know, on the eve of his 16th birthday or whatever, he transformed and fucking went nuts killed reggie killed dalton his cousin bingo he said dalton and, yeah who's dalton dalton's like the kind of like a nerdy kid in the riverdale tv show he's like the head scout from I, the boy scouts i don't i don't watch the riverdale tv show well, well no. i i did read the comic a little bit is, yeah. he, is he he's really short with glasses yeah okay it looks like McLovin a little bit. It looks like what? McLovin from Oh, got you. From Superbad. Got it. But yeah, um you read the the one shot, Larry? Of what? Of Jughead the Hunger? Oh, no, no, no. I I just read issue 2. Oh, you didn't read one? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't find it. Yeah, no, it's just tough to find. I had to go buy it. Yeah. And Oz, you read one and two, or just two? Just two, the one you posted. Okay. You mean the press copy we got? <clears throat> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. So, so in the in the hunger, we find out that Betty Cooper is a long line is one in a long line of hunters, werewolf hunters, and then Jughead has now become the Riverdale Ripper. So he's, there's a whole manhunt. So in issue one, we follow Jughead as uh, he ran off and joined the circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was really cool because he's like cleaning the lion cages. And when you first see him in the circus, he's like, and then he has this whole uh, exchange with this circus girl. And basically, we, she tells him, like, what are you running from? And he doesn't want to say. And then she's like, oh, everybody in the circus is running from something. Those guys escaped their abusive dad. Those guys 
that guy was like the the Bernie Madoff with before Madoff. That guy was, you know, had a dual family, you know, and they just run off and join the circus and leave, disappear. But uh, yeah, it and so he tries to chain change chain himself up to not transform, or when he transforms, rather, he'll be like held in place. And uh, it turns out he kills again. That's issue one. <laughs> Where now? Now, did he run off to the circus because he changed initially? Yeah, like because he killed. Well, he thought he killed Reggie. We find out in issue one that Reggie's still alive, okay. but he's a werewolf also, right? And he turned Veronica. And so he's he's a werewolf because he got attacked by Jughead, right? Right. Okay. And then at the end of issue. Oh, and then you know, so he's off in the circus hiding because they're, they're and then when he he accidentally transformed, not accidentally, but he transformed in the circus, and he actually killed the girl that he was bonding with, which means that she probably came to like free him or something. I don't know. It turns out at the end of issue one, the lions were afraid of him, <laughs> so he woke up in the actual lion cage sleeping with the lions, <laughs> and they left him alone. And then outside the lion cage was like, like a lion ate that girl, like her entrails and everything. So he probably saw him feed and everything. And then he, they just left him alone. They gave him his space. And uh, so he just ran off. And then he's being hunted down. Uh, there's Betty Cooper and Archie are looking for him. And they find him. They're looking through all the like diners on off of the, on the road. Yeah. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? Right. And then eventually like they run into somebody that Betty knows and it's her uncle. He's a hunter too. So then they start quote unquote training Archie, but Archie has already had some boxing classes. So he knows hand to hand. Now they got to teach him how to shoot. So they're having a whole thing together. And then we see Jughead again, and he's on the run from from the circus. And then, yeah, they basically the 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 guy hits a silent alarm, Jughead, because he's got super hearing because he's a werewolf. Right. <laughs> he could hear the silent alarm, <laughs> and that's I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was definitely cool. So then he tries to run, but the cops are already there. And then he ends up being saved by his cousin Bingo. And yeah. it's interesting because I don't know. I will say that everything in this book feels very natural, despite yeah. the fact that you know technically it's characters you know from a completely different setting. Yeah, it just feels very, very. Uh, you know, almost, almost matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's just like one of those things where I, I think that that's a a testament to uh the the writing. Yeah. Because it it feels like, like it feels like all the characters too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, they're doing things that they don't normally do in what. I will look. I, I was gonna say your, your your typical Archie book, but who knows what you call your typical Archie book these days? Yeah, I mean, maybe your classic Archie. Yeah, like it's, it's they're doing things that are definitely different 
than in the classic Archie stories. But and, and the, she and she that's the thing. Like to me, like I, I understand where you're coming from, but they had horror books back in the day too that you know they weren't as popular as the regular ones, but it was like those people in those situations. Right. So to me, it was like, it's not that strange. It's still strange after so many years of not having those horror books, but it it is like familiar enough for me. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from. And it's like definitely, you know, going back to what you're saying earlier in regards to the art styles and how that's changed. Like, I agree 100 percent. Like, you can definitely see, like, how the classic Archie um, art or character design kind of informs the way that the characters are are uh, designed here in this book. But it's definitely its own style and something that's fit, that's made to fit more the tone of the story that it's in. It actually, if you, to me, it feels a lot like American Vampire. Yeah, I, I totally, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. And it's, is it Thierry writing it? Is that who's writing it? Yeah, Frank Thierry. Yeah. And I don't know who's doing the art. I feel bad for that. Um, it's a team. Okay. It's a uh, Pat and Tim Kennedy, at least on issue two. Yeah. Pat and Tim Kennedy, page one to ten, and Joey Izema from eleven to twenty. Which, if you tell me, I can. I kind of felt where the art shifted, but I couldn't tell. Like really. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know. It all mean. flowed properly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, it almost. It almost feels like these guys might have even coordinated or, or something like that to make sure they drew a little bit more like each other. So yeah. you know, to preserve the continuity of the book, <laughs> you know, again, to me, that's a testament to the creative team. I'm sorry, the administrative team being people that were from the creative side that know what's up, you know, like the right. chief creative officer of Archie is the dude that's, you know, the main that brought the show to life is uh, he also he, he was the Joss Whedon, you know, how J- Joss Whedon was the Justice League. Uh huh. This dude was the Joss Whedon to, to the Spider Man musical. Okay. Uh, Ro- Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Uh huh. He used to write Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, so they brought him to fix all the shit was wrong with the musical. Oh wow! And then, you know, he fixed it and went on to make some money. But yeah, he's he's the chief creative officer over at Archie, and and he's like, you know, one of the things he said when he came in to this position at Archie, he said, "There's two things I loved growing up more than anything. It was Archie comics and horror movies." Oh wow! So he's like, if you watch, you know, I know you're not gonna watch Riverdale, Larry. But if you watch it, like even, you know, some of it's murder mystery, some of it's a whodunit mystery, some of it's like drama. But when you bring somebody from a horror background into something like that, they really create a good atmosphere 
for what they present to you. You know, um, you look at something like a movie like The Ring, like yeah. it's a good movie. Period. Like the cinematography is yeah. on point. Like it just looks good, even if it wasn't horror. It could have been, you know, a romantic, not a romantic comedy, but like a romantic drama. Right. <laughs> and it would look all drab, like it just had horror stuff with it. And I think that's kind of what they brought over to Riverdale, where it feels like a Twin Peaks kind of thing, but with these characters. And again, these characters don't feel that that strange in those situations because they still feel like the characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is that is true. That is true indeed. What did you think of it, Oz? You haven't really said much. Did you? Were you yay on it, nay on it? What, what, what were your initial impressions? Yeah. Hey, I, I like the story. I like the art. It's a, it's a good book. It's just, I haven't read an Archie comic since, like, the classic, hey, you know, Archie's this funny comic guy whatever yeah, I, have, I don't watch Riverdale or right. any new stuff the only horror stuff I read would be the Sabrina stuff because it made more sense to me uh-huh. so it was a little weird but like you guys said it's well written and it's well illustrated mm-hmm. you know different I, I didn't even realize there was a team of artists yeah because not you know like you said it flows pretty good it's just I'm not used to that Archie. Gotcha. So you know what, though? What made me feel like you might actually like it is that it almost has, like, a little bit of a supernatural kind of feel to it, like the TV show. Yeah, it does have that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to check out the first issue and find out what I missed. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jughead going crazy at the and then leaving the circus – Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. It's definitely a good story. I wish I could have seen full werewolf Jughead, like the cover shows. Word. And I definitely want to see what happens when Archie has a gun pointed at his at his best buddy there. Yeah, it, 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 they kind of, issue two kind of brought it to the a weird foreshadowing of that. Yeah, you can, gun. See, you, you can see that's where it's going to go. Yeah, because the Which gun. Which isn't a bad thing, actually. Well, even the gun they gave him, it's like, oh, this gun saved my grandfather countless times until it didn't. And then you see the gun that has claw marks on it. Like, it's a silver gun with silver bullets. And it's just, man, that's. It's gonna go down. <laughs> Look, it's like I can hear the the excitement in your voice, Mo. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's I, you know I've seen, you know, because of Afterlife with Archie, I've seen different confrontations like that. And then there's you know they have confrontations, you know they're best friends in the TV show, but there is some uh, a disconnect between them in terms of their social status within the group, mm-hmm. and they play on that. Uh, they do that really well on a TV show. They, it adds a, a complexity to to something that, you know, is not known for being complex. So it has room for that in it while still retaining the integrity of this character. 
Word. So it's like I, I love. I'm gonna see this here again. That's gonna be good too. I'm looking in the chat. I see PD's in chat. He says Riverdale is really popular. Um, and then Pace in Space says, uh, I watch Riverdale for Betty Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I've, I have not seen an episode of Riverdale. So the only person mm. that I know what they really look like is Archie, just because, you know, of course he comes up often enough. And the guy kind of looks like Archie a little bit. He definitely looks like the Mark Wade, Fiona Staples, Mark Archie a lot. Yeah, I can see that. But he he actually looks like an amalgamation of the OG one with that one, which is you know it's a pretty good look. I didn't like it at first, but his hair looked overly orange. Oh, uh, he has you the know? right nose. But I'm, I'm sorry, say that he has the right nose. Yeah, the the reason you know I was. I didn't know what the show was going to be before when I saw that picture of his hair. So I was like, ugh. But in the way they shoot the show and light it and everything, it works really well. It almost has like a Sin City feel. That's interesting. Yeah. I know I know Nia likes it. And well, she, well, you look, you know, she's smart. She is smart. So, you know. Now I have somebody to talk about Riverdale with. <laughs> I think for me, you know, it's just like I've never really been that much into Archie to begin with, like even the comics. So the thing is, it, me neither. But it was something that it, you know, first of all, it was something that I could read where my mom wasn't saying it was a devil. Right. Yeah. So it's like I carry it openly everywhere, and then they made the little digest that fit in my pocket. So right. Yeah. It was. It was like. It was my like my digital comics of the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I could just carry it with me. Right. And they're actually doing, Archie's actually publishing Thor like that in digest form. Uh, let's see, where is it? I think they have three issues out already. Oh, yeah? It says, uh, yeah, I guess Marvel's putting out little digests. For the supermarket like that, uh huh. But I guess Archie is publishing it for them. That's interesting. They're like, and the, we already have the presses that do this, so just pass it our way. Right. Yeah. So it looks like they have the Matt Fraction one that they're doing, but I could be wrong. I'm judging by the art. I liked that that run on Thor. No, you didn't. I did. I had to stop reading that format. That's probably why I stopped reading Archie. Why'd you have to stop reading that format? Uh, my, mom owned, my, my mom owned a couple of beauty salons, and so she had a stack of magazines and stuff. And I saw a stack of these Digest books. I opened them up, and they looked like comic books. I got excited. I started reading through them. <laughs> they're, they're fucking Spanish like romance novels. Like Spanish hentai. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Why hentai? Because that's what they are, those Tijuana Bibles. They have pictures? It's erotica, it, yeah. They're, it looks just like a... It looks like yeah. a comic book, but black and And white. then some of them look like those Christian like little track comics. Yeah. yeah. So I actually bought the the Satellite Sam one that was like that. Oh, yeah, I remember Satellite Sam. But those Tijuana Bibles, they're little like 
little comics that look just like Archie, like the, and the art looks like Rex Morgan, uh, MD. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then you open to like page 30 and they're fucking. <laughs> yeah. Look, you said Rex Morgan, MD. That's hilarious. Like that's what it looks like. No, I believe that, it. It's just so crazy. And then I got I got in trouble because I drew hair on some of the vaginas. There's no hair on any of the vaginas. Well, it's Most. because it's the old newsprint shading. Oh. So you can't do those fine lines like yeah. that. So remember for inking, yeah. like inking. You know, now you have inking lines. Oh yeah, no, I know. Back exactly then what you mean. just had the little dots, the little yeah. like pink dots. Right. Right, like Dick Tracy. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's just so, Yeah, the Tijuana Bible was Dick Tracy, but Dick Tracy was actually giving the dick to Tracy. Oh, jeez. See? I look. Someone somewhere will be like, they pre-planned that. We did not. Nope. <laughs> we did not. You, the you, hardest thing you, in the world is making it look easy. For there us. it is. You, you got to keep in mind, I was a little kid back then, too. Yeah? But you always been nasty, Oz. Yeah, look, that's that's that was my first art. <laughs> there that's when is. I started drawing right there. <laughs> and it's funny because you know how Howard the Duck used to bang girls and stuff. Yes, they were doing that before in those Spanish ones. Yeah, I believe that. With this dude, the El Condorito, he looked like he was like an anthropomorphic condor. It, condorito, I love Condorito. Yeah, every, every time you would say something that like. That fucks him up. You just see his legs because he like got looks like he got punched out of the frame. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how you knew that was the it joke. Was literally, like I think they read that and then came up with Howard's duck. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Like looking back in it now, like at least the movie, the movie for sure. He's wow. definitely a Howard the Duck like character. Sometimes he's a. Uh, He's a smooth-talking dude, but a lot of times he's like Gilligan. Yeah. In fact, I had a whole bunch of Gondorito comics. The Obviously not the smooth-talking ones, the ones where they just make fun of him. <laughs> yeah. it's, like a, it's a little book like a, like a Garfield book where it's like three or four frames per, uh, per thing, per story. Yeah. Oh, wow, they made a movie? Is it Condorito movie? Yeah, it came out 2017. Oh, this year? year? Well, last year? Yeah. Is, is it in English or Spanish? Uh, Well, it's in Spanish. Oh. But no, I guess it's in English because in parentheses it has El Condorito, La Película. That, that's all Spanish. Is, wait. Right. C but but the main title or... is in Spanish. Yeah, CG. Wait, what? Like, oh, Wait, why is it in English? Because the title is in Spanish. Because because the, the titles in parentheses is in Spanish. Oh, what's the title of the movie? Condorito the movie. Oh, got you. Science oh, fiction says, film and adventure. He says right here, with help from his nephew, a condor embarks on an epic adventure to save his future mother-in-law and Earth from an alien king. What no, it hell? hasn't been released in America. It gets released this weekend. Oh, look. What? Look, I guess January we, 12th, 2018, USA. I guess we know what we're talking about next week. Yep. <laughs> Condorito right the house, movie. Edward Southgate. <laughs> oh, my God. It's in regular theaters. It's an AMC and everything. Yeah. I, why haven't I seen commercials? Uh, 
<laughs> Look, people are going to call us out as it's being planned. Like, there should be a disclaimer that it's an ad for the movie. I know. We just <laughs> right. seamlessly like went into it. They're like, Condorito done sponsored Fantastic Forum. <laughs> Look, I wish. I'd give them free airtime. We just did. We did. We did. Yeah, sounds, like we're, sounds like we're going to next week. <laughs> Petey's in chat. He says, obscene chick tracks, LOL. I, I guess uh, uh, Petey is familiar with the yeah. the uh, Spanish hentai. <laughs> no, the chick tracks were in English. Oh, what are chick tracks? I don't. There's what? those like Bible comics about like. There's one where the guy goes to hell. Like he gets a. They show him what hell's gonna be like and what heaven's gonna be like, and then he has to choose. I always thought hell looked awesome. <laughs> And then there's like, cause you know, my mom, she saw that I like comics and I wasn't going to stop reading them, you know? So she started getting me those Christian ones too. And it's like, those were more violent. They showed like the crusades and shit. And, but yeah, there's a bunch of those. There's one where this kid, like, is like a homeless kid. It's, It's a silent comedy. It's enough said Christian one. And it's about a kid that never, like he's, He's just a little homeless kid that just dies at the end, and then Jesus gives him rest. And it's like, I remember reading that as a little kid, and it's like, Jesus, man, what the fuck, man? Why don't you just give him parents? <laughs> what? He was he was alone, living on the street. People treat him like shit. They spit on him. They, his dad was a drunk. And it's like, why didn't you just let his like his life be good? While he was alive, like why they would let him die out in the street like a fucking hip hip dog? Wow. Yeah, they're bummers, man. There's no like, I mean, I wish you know, like a J. Michael Straczynski wrote those. <laughs> what, do you really? <laughs> like they had no literary value other than trying to convince me to love Jesus. No. But it's like nothing in those really made me like think Jesus was a good dude. Hex in chat. He says he just found the Condorito movie, Condorito the movie, on Facebook in full. Hey, hey, we don't condone that, man. (laughs) We don't condone that, but send me the link so I can report it. Right. That's it. Uh, Jeezy, Dr. Forever is in chat. He says, it's over for Marvel, you jobbers. Stan Lee groped a nurse. The women want all the Marvel movies out of the theater. DC wins. <laughs> we don't grope people. Uh, someone got fired from DC like just a few weeks ago for sexual yeah. misconduct. Like, literally. yeah, Eddie Berganza. Yeah, yeah, and technically Stanley doesn't work at Marvel anymore. But and technically Stanley said, "I'm not giving you any money to the people that are asking for it." And that story came from England's tabloid, like their inquirer. Is that the same place that had like the the Muslim videos that the president was retweeting? Uh no, those were that was something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, so... that was a different group. No, this is a uh, it's a legitimate publication. It's just um, tabloid. What's, what's... Well, it's like the New York Post. I think it's even worse than the New York it's Post. Like New it New literally Post. is like a higher end The Inquirer. I'm just like, first of all, 
I don't believe Stan Lee groped any woman because he can't really see. Well, the thing is, he can't hear if you say no. Oh, see, that's not right. But no, <laughs> what, I'm I'm getting to something. The the details in the story, they specifically they don't want to come out. They don't want, and they they reached out to his lawyer, and they're asking for money. And that was what they did before the story came out. Mm. Right, which is always a red flag. Yeah. Plus, he he has a new, and it was nurses that are taking care of him. Apparently, not correctly, but it's <laughs> nurses taking care of him, and he's got a new company doing that. And all those nurses have said, you know, he's not that he hasn't been like that with us. Which, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the times that we hear an accusation like this with somebody famous, it tends to be somebody that no one is surprised and everybody knew. Right. And this is one of those times where people are really skeptical. Right. Because there's no... he's He's been in the spotlight for so long right. and there's never been any yeah. kind of these stories. And not only uh, that, like, even, like, when he was a young, virile man, women weren't even allowed to climb up the industry. So he couldn't have done it then. <laughs> you're, you're saying Stanley could have could not have harassed I mean, we all, women. We all saw those, you know, those early Marvel offices in like archive pictures. Yeah, there's like five Jewish dudes yeah. and one Italian dude. Yeah, and they're all eating like a, a, a fucking a hero sandwich. The like, only no sexual harassment going on there. The only person <laughs> Stanley fucked on the job was Kirby. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> how dare you! Damn it! I'm not. I can't even say that it's not true. <laughs> that's that's the title for this week's episode. Stanley fucked Kirby. <laughs> the only person that Stanley fucked in the job was. Hey, <laughs> dude! Did you guys? Did you have either of you seen any of those? Uh, Robert Kirkman, the his, the hidden history of comics joint. I'm not watching that. Why not? You know why, Larry. I don't know why, Moses. What did Robert Kirkman do to you? Made a TV show. What's wrong with that? You know, have you seen the commentators on that show? I have. Exactly. That's enough said. What's wrong with the commentators? Are you talking about the ones we know? Yeah. What What is wrong with the people that we know that are on that show? I'm saying we're not on it. What does that have to do? Listen, I mean, I'm not me, watching it. Don't get me wrong. I do, I do believe wholeheartedly if one of us or all of us were asked to be on a show like that, we would have something to add. I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. And I think that people would benefit from the addition of one, two, Three or all of the personalities of Fantastic Forum on that type of show because I think there would be something that we would do that people would want to watch. I don't even know what show you're talking about. We're talking about Robert Kirkman's The Hidden History of Comics. It's a it's on AMC. It's like mini documentaries. They made like six of them on different stories in the comic book industry. One of which, why I brought it up, is like the the origin of marvel comics and it was it was fantastic and uh 
Uh, Eddie D'Angelini was on it from, uh, the you know, who is a friend of the show, uh, does the collector's webcomic or, you know, comic strip, maybe is a better way to say it. And I call it real comics because I <laughs> bought a trade paperback. Right. He watched McCauley. He did. He did make a, a trade, like a printed copy of it. And, you Two. know, he, he's a comic creator, comic book store owner. So he's on that that uh, episode. Also, um, Jessica, the comic book girl, is on that episode as well. Oh, she's she's a great human being. Well, you know, it's people that we've helped early on in their little uh, quote unquote careers. I have nothing bad to say about Jessica, Larry. the comic book girl. No, look, I nor do I. Like, Je- look, Jessica is literally a comic book scholar. Like, what do you? What I don't understand. Like, what? How, what beef would you have with that? With what? With them being on it? Yeah. No, it's people that when nobody look, nobody was talking about Stranger Comics when we had the dude on, right? And that's a favor for Eddie. Yeah. You know. But Eddie um, didn't produce the show. When when Jessica couldn't get a Comic Con thing. We build her as one of us. Yeah. To hopefully get her on. Yeah. I made her. Not one not one of those not one of those people were like, Hey, you know what? You should check these guys out. Maybe you can I mean, hey, for all we know they did. I know they didn't. (laughs) Look all I'm saying is they they weren't the ones that made the decision on who's on the show and who's not. And besides, the show they were on was the origin of Marvel. Which one of you guys wanted to be on that show to talk about Marvel Comics' Mar- Marvel Comics hey, beginning? I'm just saying. I'm not watching. Okay. I just watched an episode on Milestone, and I it almost brought me to tears. It's because you're a pussy. No, it's because they made a good show, and I'm, and I'm in touch with my feelings, and that's okay. That's why. Look. Come on, man. Like, apparently, apparently you, you're an alcoholic, too. So you act, I don't know if we can take your word for you it. You act like we all weren't crushed when Dwayne McDuffie died. Who? Oh, oh <laughs> my. Look, I almost cussed at you just now, Oz. I almost cussed at you. Like, this guy who's supposedly hey, such a big fan of DC. I don't need to DC, watch it to, to know about that. Like, I already know about it. That's why I'm saying I should have been on it. You, sh- you should have been on the episode of, about Milestone Comics? I could have been. Why? Because I read Milestone Comics. Yeah, but dude, like, why would they put you on the show with Milestone Comics because you read them when they have, like, literally, like, six guys that ought to be on the show that created it? Let them talk. Yeah, I mean, you know, they worked there and stuff. Like, let them do it. It's okay. Don't look. There'll be other opportunities, Mo. Don't worry. We can. We, nah, like, there won't. We can create our own opportunities. Look, we've been doing it for ten years. Look, hey, look, hey, guess what? How many? How many successful people do you know that are like, oh yeah, man, these guys came out of nowhere overnight? And it's like, yeah, I only been doing it twelve years. Whether they be musicians or stand-up comedians, look, that's television actors, piece, actresses. Like, Come on, man. I was like, get out of here. All all of the most all of the people that you respect 
did it ten years and no one knew. And then that's only that's only because the people that used us as a stepping stone to instant fame we don't respect. <laughs> Wait, what? You heard me. No, I, I really didn't. <laughs> I've had too much alcohol to repeat that whole sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying people have gone on to do bigger, better things after we gave them a shot. Oh, okay. Hey. And that's fantastic, right? I mean, listen, I'm not here to to begrudge anyone's success. And if we help someone be be bigger and greater, then that's great for us. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> hey, that's that's how I feel about it. It's like, you know, the fact is though, that doesn't mean that we won't get our shot. I'm happy for anybody that gets me into Comic-Con. There it is. Bam. But ain't gonna be any of the people that are on TV. Tell you that. Well, what I'll say to you is this: you're doing yourself a disservice by not checking it out because it's it's good TV about comic books. The the next or not the next episode, but the last episode that I have to watch is about uh, Image, and so I'm interested to see what that's all about. Oh, geez, I wonder who could have been good on that. (laughs) I mean, again, like. All, all of those guys are alive. Like, there's seven dudes. Like, it's it's okay, Mo. Look, we can. We still. We still get Look, a chance. It's fine. I'm not gonna watch it. That's all. Okay. Hey. That's it. I can't. I can't. I vote with my that. ratings. I can't begrudge it. <laughs> so. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> PD says he's the mo- he's the least begrudging guy ever. Thank you, PD. I think you're talking about you, huh? I I assume he's talking about me, but maybe he's talking about Mo. <laughs> why why it gets so quiet? <laughs> okay, I guess we should do some news, right? Should I play some news music, or should we just go into it? Do you have it? Yeah, I got it. I mean, you just got to tell us because we can't hear it. Oh, okay. No, I'm going to go ahead and play it then. Hold on. You can talk amongst yourselves. I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. Okay, it's about to come. The music, I mean. I could play it because I'm awesome. Comic book news. We should have a, like, uh, like, current. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but, like. All right. Let's do some news. What do you guys want to talk about first? This is uh, from the stupid section of the newspaper. Yay. Marvel's standalone Black Widow movie gains momentum with Jack Schaefer writing. What made it gain momentum all of a sudden? I have no idea, but the reason, like, this should have been greenlit the moment, the weekend after Wonder Woman. You know what I mean, dude? It should have been greenlit after Iron Man too. I, look, I'm saying, but I don't. I'm not. Look, that that's. I. I don't. I don't agree with them not doing it. But I can see them not doing it. But once you get the talking raccoon and then Wonder Woman, it's like <laughs> it's a no-brainer. And now it's gaining momentum. It's not even like okay, right. <laughs> we have a release date. Like. There's no point in this news story, really. I mean, it's a good news story. Tiger Law, thank you. But 
it shouldn't be the this shouldn't be the news for that today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I I hear you. No, like it, we, it feels like it should be further along than gaining momentum. Like they should say, oh, we got rid of the director because a tragedy, and now we have a somebody else editing it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand now at this point where they're like, we're not sure about the the star power of Scarlett Johansson, but I kind of feel like if they had put out or tried to put her in a Black Widow movie before a Lucy or before a a um, damn it, not not. Bubblegum crisis. What's the other joint? <laughs> close. Right. No, not not close. <laughs> Same era, maybe, but not quite close. What's the other? What's the other joint? Dirty pair. No, it's not dirty pair. You know the movie, Mo. Stop it. Ghost in the Shell. Thank you. Thank you. Like if they if she was in one of those movies, or she was in in Black Widow before those movies, I bet you those movies would be successful. Which is sad to say. Because yeah. I thought they already made the Black Widow movie. They just called it Red Sparrow. Uh, what movie is Red Sparrow? It's a it's a like what's it independent movie or it, it's no? Almost... It's it's Black Black Widow with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, it's... that's not Scarlett Johansson. Mm-mm. And it's not close Black enough. Widow. They're both no. blonde. Ugh, don't remind me. Yeah, I don't like her blonde in that Avengers movie either. It's just funny because the picture in the story is her in red hair, but she's not going to have that. Because she doesn't give a fuck. Because she hates people. Well, she hates Mo specifically. I heard her say that once. Who? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, she hates me. Oh. Yeah. But when they asked her why why she well, didn't have red hair, she said, she oh, hates this me is because... fucking guy named Mo. She hates me because I was making faces at her when she was eating with with Sean Penn. Were you like jealous? Were you like I should be eating? Oh yeah, he's a fucking wife beater. Like get away. Oh. I made my feelings known through the window at the Cuban restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing, but it's true. That is hilarious. Through right, the window right of the on, Cuban on restaurant. Sienega, the corner of La Cienega and Alcott. Hilarious. Um, Tiger Claws in chat right now. He just mentioned Red Sparrow. He's saying that that is probably why they're uh, thinking about doing the Black Widow movie, which that that's crazy. Like, I thought that was an old movie, but it's a movie getting ready to come out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. No, like, I, I really feel like, I mean, I don't understand what, what it was that made Marvel, like, hesitate on pulling the trigger on that joint, like, right after, or at least put it into production right after Iron Man. Dude, but, they gave Coulson a TV show before they, right. they even thought about Black Widow. Right, that's crazy. But, of course, you know, now they're thinking of a, of a Kitty Pride movie. W- wait. How crazy is that? Where I'm like, I'm an X-Men fan. And I'm like, a Kitty Pride movie? Who asked for that? Tim Miller. I don't understand, though. Like, I'm just like, 
if even if you say to yourself, I want a female helmed X Men movie, which I can totally get behind, I'm just like, I don't understand how you skip over Jean Grey, like Rogue, Storm, Psylocke, and then get to Kitty Pride. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's because those, they've all, I mean, their story's been told. No, they haven't. None of those stories have been told. What are you talking about? You're talking crazy. Like, well, the, Rogue, they, they did that in the first Wolverine, I mean, X Men movie. Listen, they, actually, they didn't. That's number one. <laughs> but number two, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a character called Rogue, and she was the the second focus, maybe, when you weren't looking at Wolverine, I guess. That's probably the only good thing about this Marvel Fox thing, or Disney Fox, rather, is we can probably get a flying Rogue. Right. Yeah, I think you're right on that. But I just don't understand, like, how it is that somebody's like, oh... Kitty Pride's the way to go. Not that she's not an interesting character, but but Kitty Pride is almost like Wolverine in the sense that where she shines is in the group dynamic. Like you need the contrast of the characters to make that character be the most interesting. I don't think you understand. She has a little dragon on her shoulder. Dragons are hot right now. Is that is that dragon even gonna be in the movie? It's not. That's just in the thumbnail. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like I would not be surprised if Lock, uh, if if Lock, Locky doesn't make the cut. And here's the th- like, I, like listen, it just it just doesn't make sense. Like I don't, I really wish I could understand. Like I'm trying to even conceive what I mean. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying a, a solo Kitty Pride movie is gonna have only Kitty Pride in it. I, I'm assuming there'll be other X Men in it, but. Who are they going to be, and how are they not going to upstage Kitty Pride? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, you know, wh- what what movie it's, has it, Kitty Pride as the star and Storm in the background, and I don't want to know more about Storm than her. No, you don't even need the other X Men. They're gonna. It's gonna be a young Kitty Pride first developing her powers and dealing with high school. That's lame as hell. That's the worst movie, it, right? Possibly. Does and anybody want to see at that? The end, oh, there's a school out there for people like me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, does that sound interesting to you? Like, you know Kitty's powers are to phase through things, right? Like, I'm just it's, like... It's not a movie for me. It's, it's going to be a movie for little girls. What? It's going to be like a little little girl movie. What does that mean, like, a little girl movie? For for your for young women to no, make too, them feel empowered and you already called them little girls. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. You can't backtrack on little girls movie. Look, <laughs> at my age, anybody under seventeen is a little girl. Okay, all right. Look, I think Oz just said he's okay with seventeen year olds. <laughs> In his state, I think it's okay. <laughs> Look, his mental state does that like worry more? No, that too. He's like, I always ask the mothers for permission first. Well, I, apparently, I've been binge drinking. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Blame it on the I, 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 alcohol. <laughs> so yeah, man. I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I. Like, and don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of Tim Miller's work. It's just as an X Men fan, I'm just like, that's the absolute wrong call. Like, you could have picked 
Like I, I would have said I would prefer the Dazzler movie over Kitty Pride. You know? Him doing a Dazzler movie would actually be really cool. Yeah. And that could actually... it would have like just the same feel as Deadpool, not in terms of content, but just like you know, the, the cinematography yeah. and the green screen and all that. Like uh-huh. he would have done a good one. Oh yeah. No, Daz- Dazzler makes sense. Psylocke makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Look, you could have even What's messed the, around. The, huh? He could have done a good Morlocks movie. Look, I was gonna look. I was, uh, and and then headed up with Callisto. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Uh, by the way, I would like to point out that the story isn't they want to make it. The story is that it's in production right now, so it's confirmed. It's happening. I like. I'm just like. You, like I would have understood more so if he was doing a Domino movie spinoff from the Domino from Deadpool. Like I'm not saying you know again, you know I'm not big on the race swap stuff. Even though Home Chick is awesome, but you know I, I I'm you know the race swap is okay with me. I've gotten more tolerant of that because of Riverdale. Um, it's more of the the vitiligo thing. Vitiligo? Yeah, the white... Oh, the dude from Heroes? Yeah, I don't know why he's in that movie. No, the thing that the Uncle Ruckus has. Re-vitiligo. Yeah, but the regular one that she has around her eyes, like the yeah, well, skin condition. Yeah, they made they made they because she's brown, they gave her a white spot. Like, she could, they could still put a black one. Like, <laughs> She's not that dark. I agree. They right. could have done that. Like, it, again, it's it's. I don't know. Yeah, like, hey, you know how it goes. It's 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 overt racism. <laughs> uh, GZ Doctor for Ev says, "Does Ellen Page want to play Kitty Pride anymore?" I hope not. Hex says, "Different universe." PD says, At "Least it's not a Jubilee movie." <laughs> and I then, totally watched a Jubilee I would, movie. I, oh. I think. It, I think Tim Miller would would be okay with that. Listen, the, the messed up part is, if you were gonna do a like a like the the movie you described, Oz, would be much more interesting if it was Jubilee instead of Kitty Pride. Like, no, she's just fireworks. Kitty Pride like walks through shit. No, no, but I'm just saying Jubilee is a more interesting teenager. Like, friggin', and even though like. Technically, there's no such thing as a mall rat anymore, I don't think. Or maybe there is. I don't know. I've seen young people at the mall. But it's just like that's kind of like like Kitty Pride was much more prude and proper. And if you make her not that as a young as a young kid, then that's not Kitty Pride. That's somebody else. That's Jubilee. And they called her Kitty. Like how they called Genki Ned. You know what I mean? Uh, Don't remind me about that. Right, Doomplex says Jubilee, the greatest X Man. Uh, Hex says I'm hearing major Kitty Pride discrimination from Mayor. That's not discrimination. I I love her as a character. I'm just saying, the best parts of Kitty Pride, like she can be the focus, but she can't be alone. And it's not like when I say that, I don't mean like you just have to put her with an X Man. I mean she has to be in the X Man dynamic. Like Kitty Pride is is the friggin' headmaster of the school right now, and that's an amazing place for her to be, and it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways to me. But she's still there with the X Men, you know. Kitty Pride, uh, uh, 
as it relates to her like coming of age and not being the sidekick but becoming like her own individual and in, in like a, a a force in her own right is great but just again it that that has to be with her in the context of the x-men and so is her is yeah. her being headmaster really that big of a deal yeah I mean, hasn't everybody been the headmaster no wasn't wolverine no. the headmaster uh, for well, a yeah while? that's, that's like the fourth one but that was lame and it's only like the fourth or fifth on the list. Right. right. And that's it. It's literally Professor X, Magneto, uh, Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, and then Kitty Pride. I'm pretty sure that's it. Technically, you can put Beast in there, but he was kind of like a co-head. And like was a guy that's kind of Frost was it for a little bit. Nah. No, no. Emma Frost helps Cyclops. Right. And she's like, it's basically Generation X, right? So she's like the continuation school people. Yeah, she did. She did definitely not continuation school. That's hilarious. <laughs> she was like the, like, yeah, like not, she wasn't the, the head mistress of like Xavier's school. Well, I guess maybe, maybe she was technically. She was in the remedial wing. But no, I mean, but. It was like Professor X was still there, and she was kind of the one that was in charge of, like, the new New Mutants. So, which is what Generation X basically was. You know what I mean? It's like, so, but she was still, like, under Xavier's tutelage. Let's put it like that. But she wasn't like, oh, I get the final word. That wasn't, that wasn't Emma Frost. It's like, there's, there's only been, like, five or six of them. And Kitty, I think, is like the fifth or sixth one. Uh, let's see. Tiger Claw says, bring the X-Men to the MCU. Which character do you think would be the best to introduce uh, the MCU to mutants? Wolverine. Yeah, of course you think that. I don't see how you could think anybody else. I mean, you you can have a brain. Oh, I mean, or you can realize that that's what people want. Yeah, but it's just such a sheeple move. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, it, Larry, it's not a sheeple move. I think it is. Well, no, it can be, but I think there could be good stories done with Wolverine. Oh, there could be great stories, but it, then nobody concentrates on those. Um, like you say, how Wolverine sucks on his own. And it, that's not entirely true. I, I don't think he sucks. It's on just, his it's just his own books got. I mean, he almost had his own title as much as there were X Men titles. You know what I mean? Right. And right. That was the problem. And and please, but oh. the straight Wolverine books were good. You know, they yeah. they're, they until Origin. After that, you know, I mean, the, I, it, it lost its luster. I, and I'll in say, terms of uh, in terms of bringing Wolverine into the MCU. Like, I'd say bring him in, but don't bring him in how you would think. Just edit him into other stuff. What do you mean? <laughs> like, with the Howling Commandos, just have, like, a James Howlett walking with them, you know? Oh, like, in the background for a little bit. Right. Like, you could edit him in. That's that's interesting. And in, in, it, in almost everything, in, in, you know, maybe not Civil War because it wasn't that big on the movie, but as in the comics, but, you know, like... You could have them in Age of Ultron fighting, you know? 
or in, even in the first Avengers, like fighting an alien, like off in in a distance. Yeah, you can even do the classic costume. I just CGI him in. Right. I'll, he doesn't I'll... have to speak. He doesn't have to be an actor. I understand that you know when I like I don't think individual Wolverine stories are bad stories. Some some of them are obviously, but you can say that about any comic book character. I just think that Wolverine at his best is in the team dynamic. Just because the parts of him that are the coolest, like the the parts of his character that shine the most, shine when you have the contrast of other people. And that's why I say he's he's better inside of the X-Men. And so, you know, I that's the only reason why I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if you start with Wolverine if you're bringing mutants into the MCU. Not because he wouldn't be interesting in the dynamic of an Avengers, because we all know that he, he is because Wolverine's been an Avenger too. But I think you take a little bit away of the potential of Wolverine, like say, if he gets introduced first and then maybe Wolverine's like an Avenger first and then you introduce the rest of the X-Men and then you try to make him like be a part of that team. Like that to me feels like it's not true to the character and and just kind of like it kind of screws the pooch on what Wolverine is supposed to be inside of a, a of inside of a cinematic universe. If, I think they should have like a like an Illuminati thing. But then Wolverine shouldn't be a part of that either. I'm not saying he should. I'm saying that's how you introduce the new characters. Your Reed Richards, your your Magneto or Professor X, whichever one you choose. I think any one of those would be good in there. Magneto's a little too villainous, but you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it, so far they've I, I actually I don't know what they've been doing with him in the movies, but but yeah, you could bring your Professor X. You could bring your Black Bolt. Maybe recast. And kind of, yeah, you know. I mean, that's it, it, it's not a bad idea. Like it could be interesting. Um, I will say that I think um, I if it was me, what what I would do is probably introduce like a younger version of the original X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and almost do it like how they did the Ultimates. Cause, or in the Ultimate Universe, I'm sorry. Because in the Ultimate Universe, you had the the Avengers first and they were older, you know, established heroes. And then the X-Men came along and they were like younger and more like fledgling kind of heroes. So it's almost like, which, I mean, I guess technically that's, how it was in the original Marvel Universe too, right? Because it's like the by the time the X Men come along, the Avengers are adults and the X Men are children, and and that's kind of how I would do it. So I would I would introduce like the original X Men first, and then you can bring Wolverine in after that, and then that way it makes it kind of like you know, nah, Wolverine's the money the money maker. That's the guy you're gonna bring in. We've had, we've but see, had... I don't even think that's the case anymore. It's like 
Here's the thing. We don't even know if any of the other mutants are moneymakers or not because they've never been given a chance to do their own thing. But just the thing, like, they're taking a chance on, on Kitty Pride. Like, it's right. the perfect pot- <laughs> It's the perfect time to, like, shift from that paradigm. Right. If if shifting from a paradigm is an actual thing, I don't know what that means. You're hilarious. It's a thing. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I don't know. It just, it just feels like... Uh... It just feels like Wolverine's been done. If like the reality of this uh, the situation is there's if if you really are going to be real about it, there's been more Wolverine movies and there've been Spider-Man movies. So yeah. and they're all equal quality. <laughs> so, Thor so, wants to do a movie with Jackman. Who does? Uh Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah nobody but, cares what he wants. He's almost out of contract. Right, listen. And that's not even that's not even the guy that makes the best decisions in real life out of all those guys. Like you know, right? He, he cut his hair. For if you sure. said if you said Robert Downey Jr. wants to do it or or, or Chris Evans, that'd have been a different thing. Even He's the Thor. one that made the decision to make Thor funny. Right. That's not good. I mean, I, Thor Ragnarok is, is is a great movie. I enjoy it thoroughly. So I can't knock it. I'm just saying. It, yeah, that look. was all him. That was all him. Oh, hey, sure. Made... Well, it was somebody with talent, but he said, "Hey, we should do it funny." <laughs> right. So I'm just saying, man. It's like I don't like funny. It it just feels it just feels like Wolverine's been done to death, and none of the other X Men characters have been properly explored. Like literally, they did him to death. <laughs> I mean, like they killed him off. He's had three of his own movies, and what like. Five of the six X Men movies were all ab- all about him. Yeah. So, so it's like, dude, like, let's give him a rest. You got to figure out who the new Wolverine's gonna be anyway. Hopefully, they pick a short guy. That'd be cool. They're not. I mean, he could be like not tall. He could be like five ten. I'd take that. They won't. They won't. <laughs> you, you think they're gonna pick like a six another six foot guy? Yeah. I don't think so. I'm hoping they don't. Like, it would just be awesome if, like, there was, like, a really short, stocky dude that could actually be Wolverine. Because then he would still be shorter than, like, the other Avengers. Like He's going to be seven foot tall and black because diversity. That... <laughs> it's la- ladies and gentlemen, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is old man Logan. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm at cool with Dennis Rodman as Logan. No, you're not. You shouldn't be. Like, that would be bad. Oh, my God. I was listening to Dennis Rodman talk the other day, and I was like, man, how does he do that? It's like he had a stroke, right? Or something. I'm just like, I don't understand it. I was like, why does... And then this is basically our effective ambassador to North Korea. Like, <laughs> you know? I'm just like, well, I'm pretty sure the only reason we're not at war yet is because of Rodman. Yeah, that might be true, actually. Yeah. Uh, one last bit of news here. We have a Sabrina. Who's our Sabrina? It's the little girl, Kiernan. 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 Oh, that's not her. Kiernan. Damn it, where's that story? How old is she, Is he? She's, I don't know. How, last time I saw her in anything, she was a little girl, but she was starting to get old. 
well, older. Um, she's the little girl in Mad Men. Oh, wow! The daughter is she in a like an, almost an adult now? Well, towards I didn't see the last season because I loved Mad Men and I didn't want it to end. Oh, so yeah, for great. me, it hasn't ended yet. But in the second and last season, she was already like fourteen. Yeah, I do remember that. So that means now, I mean, that was what, like four or five years ago? Yeah, I guess so. What? Oh, here it is. Kiernan Shipka. I did not know that was her name. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, a spinoff of the Riverdale TV show. So I'm still watching the TV show, like hoping to see something. And they keep teasing Greendale, but nothing happens. So... You know, maybe now that they cast her, we'll see her in there. Um, she's a good actress. The, she's a good actress. And then the show is actually going to be done by the dude that I mentioned earlier that, that fixed up that Spider-Man musical and and brought the afterlife with Archie, the Archie horror back. Yeah. And so he's going to be directing and writing the first episode, I think. Is it the first episode? Did uh, did Archie didn't do wait which which season of Riverdale is this two two yeah okay gotcha okay so yeah they're they're basically this is gonna be a darker according to him a darker and more macabre version of Sabrina that we've seen so far mm-hmm. which means it might be even darker than the comics. He says, think of something like, uh, whatchamacallit, like uh, The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby. I don't think he'll go that dark. Uh, well, on Netflix, I think he will. Like, judging by this dude's, like, what I've seen this dude do, I think he can. I think he wants to go that dark, but they won't let him. Well, Netflix is doing it. It's Archie and Netflix. Like, Netflix, you can kill somebody on Netflix for real, and Whoa. they don't give a shit. Snuff films? Yeah. That, that's how they film Punisher. But And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Netflix, so they don't, all the only person they have to answer to is Netflix. And then the person that he would have to answer to from Archie is him, is himself. So I don't see who wouldn't let him do it. I'll definitely watch that one. That's fair. Yeah, so we end the show with a little bit of good news. (laughs) Look, DZ Dr. Forever is trying to figure out if Storm and Black Panther are, are married still or not. And (laughs) <laughs> the last thing he says is, is Storm married to Black Panther or are they from the same area? Really, GZ, Dr. Forever? Like, they gotta be from the same area? What's that mean? Like, Oh, Larry, you talked about that dude doing the the score for, or the music producer for oh, the Black, Black Panther? Panther? Yeah, that guy. You mean Kendrick Lamar? What are you I don't know who he is. How, l- listen, come on, man. He was Jordy LaForge. No, what are you talking about? He was Jordy LaForge. Yeah, that's, that's Lavar Burton. Same thing. No, it's not. Well, okay, so he was a Reading Rainbow guy then. 
He's not the reading rainbow guy. That's LeVar Burton too. There's two of him? Listen. Like Junior or the second? I'm going to punch you in the face. LeVar Burton, Kendrick Lamar. Those aren't the same people. How can you be mixing up the names? They don't. Yeah, they they all look the same. They don't see exactly, exactly, exactly. See how you do? All I know is he makes music I don't like. Have you listened to any of his music? I'm sure I have. I'm not sure you have. It all sounds. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say. It. You're My wrong. point is basically I don't know what that music or his type of music has to do with a Wakandan royal. King superhero. I mean, like, if as a theme you're talking about Afrofuturism, Kendrick Lamar's music has a sense of Afrofuturism to it. But you're assuming he's gonna do like his own music. I mean, he could. You know, Danny Elfman it's... before he was a composer was totally different music than what is. Than what his movies. But see, like. for me, that would have been best case scenario in this case. Wait, first, first of all, we're not talking about him doing his own music, even though he is fe- one of the songs of on the soundtrack is a song with him uh, on it. But he's producing the soundtrack, so it's like it's his musical sensibilities that will be coming through. Even though, even if he's not performing, and he's not doing the score, right? No, no, not the score. The score is different. Okay, that's good. It's the soundtrack. Okay, so all I have to do is not listen to it. I mean, that's all you would have to do anyway. No, but if it was the score, I have no choice. But if I want to watch the movie, I have to listen to it. Moses, every, every, just about every movie has a soundtrack and a score. And just about every movie has songs from the soundtrack in it and songs from the score in it. So no, they sell them separately. I'm not selling they don't sell them separately, but when you watch the movie, they're both a part of it. Oh, now you're ruining it again. So chances are you're going to hear a song from the soundtrack yeah, in the fun. movie the same way how you're going to hear a song from the score in the movie because that's what makes it part of the soundtrack. So I'm just saying, man, it's like, just go and enjoy the movie. It's going to be great. It's going to be hard now. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't understand like the way you're talking about Kendrick Lamar makes me feel like you've never listened to any of his music. Cuz his music is amazing and I'm talking about like it's What instruments does he play? I would bet money he <laughs> Mo hasn't listened to any of his music. Say what? I would bet money that Mo hasn't heard any of this guy's songs. You no, know, I I, I I told you I don't know who he is. Yeah. Like yeah. that, like you don't need to bet money. I told you, I don't know who he is. All That's I know, I would bet money. He, he's, he's a modern musician, and all modern musicians are shit. I mean, if they can call themselves musicians, his, 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 his music is good. You should try it. I, nah. I wouldn't be surprised if you you liked some of it. It's definitely like, uh, uh, his second album is called "To Pimp a Butterfly," and. It's just like this amazing concept album that, like, you listen to it from beginning to end, and I think by the time how long is each song? It it varies. 
Uh, some of, I mean, they range from anywhere from like two and a half minutes to like five or six. So, and it, how many guitar solos are in each song? <laughs> there, there are not a lot of guitar solos, but there are some. So it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, it's, it, it's a, I mean, the is it better than Bodak Yellow? By far. Like. It's not even in the same category. Like the fact know, the fact that you know Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, but don't know who Kendrick Lamar is almost makes me want to disown you. You're lucky I love you. Hey, i you're the one that's invited me to that bar. What bar? The bar where they played it. Oh, they'll they'll play Kendrick Lamar there too. I mean, I, I don't I think there. they did that night, but they would. So, you know, but the fact is this, it's like, trust me, dude, like I would be shocked if you listen to that entire album of the Pimp a Butterfly. And at the end, I would be shocked if you didn't like at the very least be like, I I have a lot of respect for that guy. Like, I don't listen to that genre, but I have respect for him as an artist. What's the concept album about? It's basically like, well, you know what? I can tell you, but it's better if you experience it. It's better if you experience it. Because I know when I listened to it, by the time I got to the end, I was like, wow. Like, it was, yeah. It's a journey. It's good stuff. Journey's good. I like journey. (laughs) Journey's not good. Yeah, so, um, did you see that, do you guys see the story about how that people are speculating what Bendis is going to be writing at DC? I saw it, but I didn't pay attention. You didn't, you didn't see what character they said? No, I didn't get to. People are thinking he might be writing a Plastic Man book. Yeah, who cares? What? Wait a minute. Weren't you just talking up how amazing Plastic Man is just the other day? Yeah, he's going to get it wrong. It's going to fit the New 52 shit. and It's not going to be good. They're going to edge it up. Okay. I don't know how I you edge up Plastic Man. For... I don't have hope for comics of a certain ilk. What does that mean? Like superhero comics, big two. Oh, like I'm not. They, I, I, you know, there, there might be some in there that I like. I haven't read them yet, but everything I try to read is, is just consumerist bullshit. Are you more excited about the saga musical? I I, I hate musicals. There's a saga but, musical? No, they they were asked if the if the dude from Hamilton wrote it, if they would like it, and they're like, absolutely. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I like saga the comic. That's it. I don't give a fuck. You know, Eric Larson. I guess you know I, now's a good time to bring up Eric Larson. Um. <laughs> 
Eric Larson posted as a status update. He said, thank you for everybody that keeps saying they need to see Eric, they need to see Savage Dragon as a movie. And I'm trying to find that. Where is Okay, here he goes. Here's his quote. I've heard it before and I'll hear it again. They should make a Savage Dragon movie. Honestly, and I know that people mean this as a compliment, but I couldn't give two shits about seeing Savage Dragon on the big screen. Savage Dragon in the comics is my character. He looks the way I want him to look. He acts the way I want him to act. Every word is emphasized just as I'd intended. Every gesture, every expression, everything. It's all as I envision it. That's not a movie. A movie is a compromise. A movie is the work of hundreds of people. And sometimes it's pretty good. Sometimes it's unwatchable. But it's never the book. It's never the comic book. It's never the work of the author as the author intended it. Savage Dragon would be too tall, too skinny. He wouldn't look right. I'd say all wrong things in all the wrong ways. And everything would be tweaked, changed, and compromised. It wouldn't be what it is. It couldn't possibly be. If you like my work and you like Savage Dragon, there is and will always be just one place where you can find that. And it's not on the big or little screen. It's in print. It's a comic book. And that's all I ever wanted it to be. So and the rock as Savage Dragon, huh? And that's essentially... that. I, what I gotta say, like I got Saga Comics. If I want more Saga, I just read more Saga Comics. I can respect that from Eric Larson. I, I could and, too, except for the fact that there's already a cartoon. Right. <laughs> Look, but, you know, I wasn't going to call him out on that. I, I, I was going to say that. That's like, probably why he thinks like that now, you know, seeing how that cartoon came out. I mean, I feel though, like there's, there's ways to kind of, especially in this climate. I think yeah. if he wanted a Savage Dragon movie, that re- truly reflected his vision, it could probably happen. Yeah, but it, the, the point is, it's like, it is what it is already. Right. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you yeah. don't. Don't wish it to be something else. Right. And, you know, I would have respected Ryan Cave on when he was asked if they would like a musical for it, if he answered similarly to that. I mean, he answered when they asked him about Saga before, he answered similarly, but now yeah. he's answering well, different because, you know, there's a l- little more people interested in it. You know what I mean? But I don't There's think... a little more people interested in what he did with Runaways. You know, now with the Runaways Afterburn. The Runaways Afterburn? What does that mean? Right. That means that you just get the burning sensation after. Oh. And the consequences of what it turned out to be. See, you know? I don't think that that has to do with, you know, like, where other projects are or the the interest the amount of interest in saga now versus then i i think that like you know i mean he, had, about, he answered similarly to eric larson before no i understand that what i'm saying is then he was asked about a tv show or a movie and i think that he feels similar to eric larson in regards to that vision of a tv show or a movie i think when you're talking about a musical and i'm not i'm not saying this across the board i think it's specific to like a a lin-manuel miranda who did hamilton 
that writing guy's a, a musical. Dick. I think it's more about him trusting that guy to like bring that vision in a proper way. Now, personally, I don't I don't understand why you would even entertain the idea of a saga musical. Like it doesn't feel like it fits that particular medium to me. But then what do I know? Because for all I know, uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples and Lin-Manuel Miranda might make the most amazing saga musical I've ever seen and just be like, and I feel like I would have to eat crow. That's possible, but it does. I don't see it. I, I think no, it would actually make a, a much better TV show. Nobody do saga right. They have to be like a Netflix three season thing. Well, you can't even say three season because they're already on issue like what? 60 something? Yeah, but they don't have to do every issue, right? I mean, like I said, <laughs> I have comics already. I hear you. I don't you. give a fuck I what happens. I guess is the, is, I, is the I kid guess that's even, the real answer. Is the kid still a baby? No. No. It's a to- like I think at this point it's like a kindergartner. No, she's even older than that. Oh, well, yeah, I stopped reading. Yeah, no, she's she's like I mean, she's not um a teenager, but she's definitely like getting there spoilers yeah it's a good book you should mess with it. how is larry giving you saga spoilers because i you know i don't have time to read everything read i like three and then for the show i have to read some things that i don't like sometimes so it, you know that's just how it goes <laughs> like i have some some things it's like some things I can't read just one of. I have to read a bunch of them. And Saga turns out to be one of those. Like, you wait a little too long, you're going to be halfway. You got to catch up on half the series. What, what, I mean, I won't let you do, what I won't let you do, Moses, is blame Fantastic Form for not reading comics. You can't do that. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's just, you know, sometimes, I, like, for myself, I have to prioritize because I can't talk about the same shit over and over. It's even the same style of things. Like, No, I hear you on that. I have to give my opinion on shit I don't like or styles I don't like or genres I don't like, you know? I know exactly Just because mean. it's, it's you know, if I ever want to be on TV, I have to be able to do that. <laughs> hey, listen, don't worry. Look, who cares about TV, bro? Don't care about no it's TV. not about that. It's about the credibility of this show. Like, well, listen, we we can definitely know? increase that, and that doesn't have anything to do with television. Don't worry. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking in the chat real quick to see if there's anything that we need to say, but no, I think, I think, uh, we they whitewashed the pin for Black Panther. Oh, I did see that, which is which I call bullshit on that. Why? I saw a picture of the same pin on eBay and it doesn't look whitewashed. I think this is like a blue dress, black dress thing. Was it black and gold or yeah, that whole yeah. dress thing with the color with the flash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah blue, blue and black, blue and black yeah. white and yellow. It looks like when they hit the flash, it turned the 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 brown, the light brown, or you know, I guess more yeah. chocolate brown, milk chocolate brown into it, a a beige tan. See, that's the issue I have with it though, where it's like I think you're right. Like I don't think it's white. I think it is the flash, but I do feel like the the Black Panther like isn't dark enough because he's right like, he but looks... that's not huh? when you make an enamel pin uh-huh. you have to the way that the machine registers when it makes it there has to be some contrast 
If it's too close, it'll fuck up the whole pin. No. I'm not buying yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, they you made a Darth Vader pin, pins. right? I'm sorry? They made a Darth Vader pin, right? Yeah, but that's all black. Okay, so you can make a Black Panther pin. But if you make a Black Panther pin, it'll look like Darth Vader because it's all black. No, it won't, dude. The shapes will. are different. You don't have to. You don't have to make. Larry, you haven't tried to make pins. I don't need to try to make pins. I, I have. I what? know how those colors work. It doesn't look. Listen. I mean, I don't, Oz, I'm pretty sure had the same. Issue I don't. With I don't have to have machine. a voice. I don't have to have a voice to know that you're off key. You know what I'm saying? It's like all I'm saying is this: if you can make a, a Darth Vader pin. And it be all black. You could make a Black Panther pin that that is in that same style. You don't know color theory. And the shape is different. You don't have to have a giant eye hole so you can see that his skin is black. Black Panther doesn't always have that. So you're ignoring the fact that your eyes don't work. What does that like, listen? I'm seeing what I'm seeing. It's like I'm not saying the guy is a white guy under there. What I am saying is. They put a light-skinned black dude in there, or at least mid-range, and Black Panther is dark. He's not my complexion, but he's not. He's darker. He's he's dark brown. I think if they would have done it darker, then the story would have been like, oh, they're so racist. All you see is his eyes. No, dude, you're talking nonsense. Well, no, th- that's the thing. The is modern like the Black costume... Panther, you don't see any of his skin tone. Right. I, I so get, make I that get pin. Your point, Larry. Huh? I get your point, Larry. Like, yeah. he could just be just like the mask is in the comics. Right. That's it. Or in the movie. Like, you don't see any of his skin in the comic or the movie right now. Yeah. So why are we making, trying to make sure that you see that his skin is dark, but then not make it the right complexion? If the complexion can't get dark enough to be proper for the pin, then don't use that pin. Use something else. Yeah, use the one Marvel did. Right. That's all I'm saying. So you Marvel can't... did it blue. Nobody complained about that. <laughs> you know how when the sh- when the the for shading on black they use blue. Yeah. yeah. That's how they did it. Yeah, dude, and that's what I'm th- like they could have done that awesome. and been fine, and nobody would have been like, "That's not Black Panther." And you know, I get it. They went with like a more classic design. I'm not mad at that, but you know, except for that, it looks New Fifty Two with all the little lines <laughs> it's just one of these things where it's just people that don't understand the the uh uh complexities of these kinds of things where it's like in the african-american community shade is a thing and it's like well i shouldn't even say the african-american community because realistically it's it's a society it's society right it's not like look there's a difference that there, there's a reason why you know Alicia Keys is a superstar and NDRE is not. It's not because Alicia Keys is so much more talented than NDRE. It's just, you know, Alicia Let's Keys. Look- I'm looking I'm looking at images of Black Panther, movie version of Black Panther, and his eyes don't even show in that goddamn mask. That's what I'm saying. These guys, he's all Batman that's Batman eyes. Exactly. And that's the point I'm making, where it's like you could have made a pin that looked like that, which is the most current version of Black Panther anyway. And it wouldn't even been an issue, but if you're gonna make a pin and show his skin, which is okay, because I get it. I mean, it would look. I'm not mad that you want somebody to know there's a black guy under that mask. 
but you got to make sure that he looks the way or is the complexion he's supposed to be. Like, it's the same thing like how when people got mad when uh, they cast uh, Zoe Saldana to play friggin' uh, oh, man. Gamora? Yes, Gamora. No, not Gamora. Um, Ohuru? <laughs> Ohura oh, oh, is her name. But that's that's not who I'm talking about. Nina Simone is who I'm talking about. So you guys know oh, what Zoe Saldana bullshit. looks like. Yeah. Nina Simone is like my complexion, maybe like right. half a shade darker. Yeah. And they messed around and cast her to play Nina Simone and then tried to put like a wider nose on her using a prosthetic and then darken her up. And everybody's like, why didn't you just cast somebody that looks like Nina Simone? And it's just, it's just, it's all Did messed up. It's like, it's not, already? it's not quite blackface, but it's a little too close. And it's just well, like, it is. It's who was the other? They did that too. In like in her actual career, they paid, they darkened her up because she was too fair. I don't know. Uh, I think Beyonce was lighting up in a Billy. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I think it was Billy Holiday. Oh yeah, Billy Holiday is really fair. I could see that. And so they they to... actually painted her dark in order to to label her as a as a black artist. Right. Yeah, I could I could see that. Like back in the day, too. that's like blackface too. Yeah, I mean that's a little different, but I feel you. It's no, still, it's still it, fucked up. It, I agree, but there's a difference between like I feel like in a in a Billie Holiday situation, that's her doing what she may have to do in order no, to perform. I think they made her do that. No, that's what I'm saying. Had... That's that's what I'm saying. Like they they made her do it, and she didn't really have a lot of choice in the matter. Zoe Saldana doesn't have to you know she could either be like hey if you cast me let me just be who i am and i'll portray the character or she could be like hey you know what i'm not the right person for the role because i don't look like nina simone and maybe you should think about casting somebody else she could have done either one of those now the the halfway Did thing, that movie come out already no i it might have actually got got tanked because of that controversy oh i'm i'm happy yeah, because people were kind of like, uh, no thanks. I do love uh, musical biopics. And there, I don't even care about genre. I just like them. Ah, um, okay. That's cool. Like if you, That's how you get me to listen to Kendrick Lamar. Listen, make a, a, a biopic about him. It would not surprise me. Have Macaulay Culkin play him. And, um, it would not surprise me if before our lifetimes are done, he's the kind of guy that would have a biopic done about him. He's that good. Um, PD's in chat. He says the pin is the right color. It's basis on the or it's based like he's saying it's based on the Avengers Assemble cartoon. Sadly, is the Avengers Assemble cartoon Black Panther light skin? I hope that's not true. No, but the mask holds. Well, the design is fine, but I'm just saying, is his complexion that color? Because I feel like he's too light. Maybe you need to no. He's wrong. I'm looking at the picture right now, and he's got the Batman thing going on too. For the Avengers, the the new Avengers cartoon. I just looked up Avengers Assemble. I mean, is I that think, not the new one? Is there a newer one? I mean, no. I mean, it should be the same one if it's if it's Avengers Assemble. I don't think that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't see any eye holes, oh, which well. makes sense because when you doing an animated thing it's easier to just 
do that Batman one shade, you know, lens thing than actually having to draw draw an eyeball. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, Tiger Claw actually asked a comic book question. It says, Mayor, what do you guys think of the Tessa Thompson style Valkyrie coming to the Marvel Comics? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but so the Valkyrie from from uh, Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, is actually going to be in the new Exiles book. Oh, great. <laughs> wait, wait, you said Exile? Yeah. So is it to be the same character that was in the movie? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. It's definitely. Because if it's not, then that's a waste. It might Exiles. be. Because, I mean, obviously it's interdimensional. It so it looks just like her. And when I say just like her, it's like she even kind of looks a little less comic booky than everybody else. It also has, uh, ironically enough, like a a chibi Wolverine in it. Like oh, I don't, great. I don't know what, like it's, I don't know if it's like the. I guess it wouldn't be the sum sum. Like that's not. No. Because he has I'll more articulation is. than that, but. Yeah, he's like one of like a literally like a little kitty Wolverine. Like I don't think it's it's not superhero squad Wolverine. It's like no, I'll tell you what it is as soon as I see it. Yeah, but I, I I'll tell you this. I'll probably give that Exiles book a read, like the first one, just to see what it's you like. You know, it's the Wolverine. Remember from the old scripts that, um, remember like in the bullpen. Oh yeah, the it's kids. that Wolverine. Yeah, the kids' corner Wolverine. Right, that's that Wolverine. Yeah, those are actually fun comics. Right, they were good. They had a, you know, all of those were good. Yeah. So they're they're using that Wolverine. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like I said, I'll give that I'll give that book a read. See, I could have been on TV with that information. <laughs> yeah, look, Mo, you're you're a wellspring of comic book information. I know this. And other people will know this soon too. They'll never know. They'll they'll never know. <laughs> I'll die before they know. I I've heard it. the rumor, but you know. <laughs> so you know, yeah. And Blink looks pretty cool too. Like, um, you know, it's interesting because I feel like obviously Blink is getting a lot more exposure now. Um, because of the the gifted TV show, even though she had some exposure from Days of Future Past anyway, but you know, nah, she's barely in that movie. Yeah, but she was cool. You know how people do. They're like that. That was one of the cool things about it, so they remember it. But yeah, but gifted, which I, I actually got renewed, which is you know, I I was actually kind of happy about that, which I was surprised by because. Well, it's not, I wasn't surprised that I was happy. I was surprised about about how happy I was about it. It's a good show, even though that kid that plays the son is kind of annoying. He is a little annoying, but I think he's supposed to be. And no, I mean, like his face is annoying. Like I, I, I can't stand his face. <laughs> his face, his face is a little weird. I'll give you that. But no, man. Look, I'll tell you what. I never thought that I would see a version of the Stepford Cuckoos that I was like. Dude, I'm behind this 100%. Like, this is actually kind of fantastic. Oh, so it's not the same one from the movie. What's not the same one from the movie? The Valkyrie. Oh, it's not. 
it's it's the comic version of that one, but it's not like that same character going into the exiles. Got it. So it's like uh Which that's that's a waste. Like why put her in there? It just looks like her. Right. Yeah. It's it's the, the 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 comic version of her. It's the it's the corporate trying to cash in. They're like, Oh, you want right. yeah, yeah. that's all. Which is it's crazy. It's not like it's not like what ha- what we saw in Spider Verse, right, right. Which is interesting because you would think it's not interesting. It's a waste. No, no. Listen to what I'm saying to you, Mo. Jeez, man. I what I was gonna say is interesting because you would think that executives would have learned by now that like these movies don't really bring as many people as they think into comic book stores. You know, it's like some people do, but most of them don't. Like not enough. For you to feel like, okay, let me shoehorn the character design from this movie into this comic book because in the off chance, somebody's going to be like, I just saw Thor Ragnarok. Are there more Valkyrie comics? Like, who's going to do, like, nobody's looking for that that character. Like, I'm not saying little girls aren't thinking she's cool and don't want to dress up for her as Halloween or want to cosplay as her or anything like that because that, I believe, is happening. What I don't believe is that those people are coming in to buy comic books to be read to to read for that specific character, and that's all. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like I, I wish people would take more time to figure out how to gain new readers, because I'm sure there's a way. It's just I don't know that people put enough thought into it. It just feels like, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some people out there spitballing ideas, but they're, I think they need to think more outside the box. Like, I don't think Marvel just canceled like 30 books or something like that. Uh, Marvel did cancel a lot of books that did happen. Yeah. But I think, um, I I don't, I I think the biggest, uh, uh, thing that's happened to trying to expand readership in the past however many years you want to say it is probably like the digital revolution after digital i don't think anybody's come up with any good ideas that have been like you know yeah we'll get more people to read comics if we do this and digital happened what is it 10 years ago at this point or or what seven yeah about seven between seven and ten yeah probably like yeah probably seven years ago it's like since then, I don't know if anyone's come up with any good ideas, and we need to try harder because Lord knows we don't want the medium to go away, which it's not, but you know you know what I mean. We don't want it to be where it's like, okay, now all, all you can publish are the highest selling books, you know? Yeah. Somebody say something happier so we can end. <laughs> nah. Nah, he's like, let's let's go out on the low note. We're not on TV. We're not. <laughs> right. I hear you. I hear you. Ah, jeez. Okay. Let's get out of here then. Uh, Oz, why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? Uh, Batman stud double confirms that a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League does indeed exist. Fake news. Zack Snyder's stunt double. <laughs> what does that even mean? What's he have a stunt double for? 
No, Batman stunt double. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. So that's Ben Affleck's stunt double? Yes. Yeah. Sounds like fake news still. How yeah. does he know? Because he was in it. He was there. <laughs> the, He's I'm, seen some shit. I'm just saying, like, this fool, I'm, I'm not saying that there weren't scenes that got filmed that he was in, that he was like, oh, that didn't make the movie. But was he in the editing bay? Why'd they bring him in? Well, they're like, hey, what do you think of this version of the movie you, versus this version? You don't know, man. You don't I just saying, material. It doesn't make any sense. Like, just think about it. The actual editor said they threw out all of Zack Snyder's stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're not allowed to talk. Look, you know, what you don't know, Moses, is that the that Batman stunt double picked up those tossed out films and he's seen the Zack Snyder edit. He's like, yeah, he's got he's got scotch tape. He's like, this is a much better version of the film because I'm in it. Because yeah, he, he, I know he, his scenes weren't that much in Justice League Final Cut. Cause some of those, like Ben Affleck, was downright fat. <laughs> like he had to wear a suit in the basement. Oh jeez! I was like, oh, we got some more, some more breaking news. Uh, Cyborg Standin says there was a different villain. In the original version of the movie, yeah. it's supposed to be Granny Goodness. Yeah, I'd watch that. There it is. No, that would have been a better choice. I love how they trashed the movie because of the costumes for for the Amazons. Mm-hmm. Like it was sexist and all that, and it's like the girls that actually came out with the costumes that they were complaining about were those like big buff ones. With the hammers, I don't. I don't even remember seeing those costumes. Like, where were they? I saw them. It was two of them. It they were the ones that problem. that broke the the wooden thing so that the the gate would close. Yeah. Oh, got you. Got it. And they were they were bigger and buffer than the other ones. Got it. Yeah. So they they need to issue an apology <laughs> and a retraction. <laughs> I mean, we gotta hold these you know journalists accountable for. Hey, you know. listen, not 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 right now, Mo. Not right now. <laughs> we go. We just let it go. We go. Let it go. Nah, man. Um, maga, ma- ma- maga, <laughs> Moses Magnum, Moses Maganum. <laughs> Final thoughts. Uh, uh I got nothing. <laughs> That's okay. You've done. I'm rewatching enough. Friends on Netflix. I guess. Why? Cause it's good. Oh, oh! Watch Star Trek Discovery. It got good, dude. I don't want to pay to see that. I'm pretty sure it was it was good from the beginning. No, it got good. Like you can forget the whole first half of the season and just start now. Hilarious. Can I can I watch it all if I do the free trial? Yeah, you just have to not do anything else. Yeah, it's like a time thing, right? It's like a week or something. I might try to do that. Yeah. Well, oh. You should wait till it's over. No, but I already waited till the first season was over. I'm not going to wait till it's the second season. The first season. season isn't over. Oh, it's not? It's only halfway through the season. Wait. Yeah, that was just a mid-season like, break. It just Everyone... started, Larry. There was a mid-season break for the streaming service? Yeah, like, I'm telling you. You say my methods, my way of thinking is old school. That's how they think. That's how network 
networks think. They still think in the old school ways. I'm telling you, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not going to get renewed. That was the mid-season break, too, you know. For Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, it was. No. It was. It came in after the... It came in as a winter replacement. But It, was it premiered while there's no other shows on television. Okay. Yeah, technically, the last Discovery episode was episode 10 of season one. Jeez. Okay. It's, I think they're doing full seasons, not like a Netflix. So they're going to do what? 22? Episode. Maybe. Um, when I look at the episode guide, it only goes up to 12, but that's like two weeks from now. I'm pretty sure they'll do a full, full at least 20, maybe 22 episodes. Interesting. But yeah, they're in, uh, they're in the mirror universe now, and that's awesome. You could literally not watch any of it up until this last episode, and you're good. I want to see it anyway. Yeah. Okay. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Uh, if you want to go ahead and let us know what you think of tonight's episode, or if you want to tell us anything you want us to talk about next week, you can go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter and hit us up there uh, at Fantastic Forum. Or you can uh, jump into our Facebook group. We got that too. Uh, Fantastic Forum on Facebook. It'll have a, a F in a word bubble. You'll find it. <laughs> Until next week, we're out. <laughs>